Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, today we're talking about diabetes, and this is hugely popular now. Um, <clears throat> with a third of the Americans, this means about 100 million Americans are going to develop diabetes. Uh, now, 95% of these diabetics are type 2. Now, you might remember back in the old days, they would call it childhood onset and adult onset. They don't call that anymore because now a lot of kids are getting the adult onset one. So they renamed the adult onset to type 2 diabetes. And, and how you look at this, there's type 1, which is insulin deficient. That means there's um, the pancreas is not secreting enough insulin in order to get the energy of the glucose out of the blood into the cells. <clears throat> type 2, you've got tons of insulin except there's too much energy and it can't get into the cell. So insulin goes up on the cell door, knocks on it to try and get the glucose out of the blood, uh, but there's, there's a desensitization of that insulin so the glucose can't get out of the bloodstream, and then this has caused the damage. Now there's also a type 3. Now this is a combination of both 1 and 2, and according to the Journal of Diabetes and Science and Technology, uh, Alzheimer's is a form of diabetes. It involves the brain. It has both type 1 and type 2. Now, you might say, well, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. If type 1 is not enough insulin and type 2, you got plenty of insulin but too much uh, blood sugar, let's look at crazy type 3. How about you got way too much, um, way too much blood sugar for the amount of insulin produced? So does that sound like a poisoning of the population? It is. So let's look at your system. So if blood sugar is um, something that your body regulates, and blood pressure and cholesterol, it, it means your body is self-regulating. How does your body regulate itself? Through the autonomic nervous system. Now you've got two parts, and this is hugely important because this regulates blood sugar or helps to. You've got one part that keeps you alive under stress. That's the fight or flight. Now, under stress, and this is physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your body goes through certain changes. One of the changes is it shuts blood supply down to the gut. So instead of processing nutrients, you're going to be storing them. And the other part is you're going into battle. So the liver is going to start breaking glycogen down to glucose. So under a stress state, your blood sugar actually elevates. And then you have the rest, digest, and repair, where if your body is repairing tissue, then you need that extra energy in order to initiate metabolic responses so your body can regenerate healthy tissue. <clears throat> now, under stress that rest, digest, and repair mode is decreased. So you can see that anybody in a stressed state is going to have elevations in blood, blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, and decreased blood supply to the gut, predisposing you to that crazy diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. Now, when we look at autonomic dysfunction as a motor of chronic critical illness, diabetes is a chronic illness. And this journal article from the Annual Update of Intensive and Emergency Care, they say chronic and critical illness, regardless of the cause, has an autonomic dysfunction. <clears throat> so when we're talking about diabetes, we've got to look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stress. But also, we've got to look at the cure. 
That's right. I'm going to go through this talk. We're going to talk about the history, the diagnostic procedures, why it's on massively on the rise in, in incredibly stupid approaches, and we're going to look at solutions. But right now, we're going to talk about the solutions first. For those people that got to get up and you're holding your pee and you got to get to the bathroom, okay, we're going to talk about the solutions right now. Check out Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Um, he wrote the book, There is a Cure for Diabetes. He also, uh, you've got a video that you can watch, Simply Raw, and you'll see a number of diabetics, some type 2, some type 1. They literally go away to a retreat in Arizona, and some of these people, they've been diabetic for 20 years. And you're talking taking um, metformin and glucophage, the drugs they give for type 2 diabetes. For 20 years, they've been taking it. Within a week, their blood sugar starts to normalize. Within 30 days, they no longer have diabetes. So you might think, wait a second, that's crazy. It can't just be stress reduction, diet, and exercise can knock out, knock out 95% of all diabetics. Well, it can, because 95% of all diabetics are type 2. And so I want you to understand, let's look at the whole body, because Dr. Gabriel Cousins is right, his program works. And if we know that blood sugar is, is regulated by the body and under physical, chemical, and emotional stress, it elevates. So let's look at insulin. Insulin deficient means the pancreas can't take it. So something has damaged the pancreas. There's got to be an outside in influence on the pancreas. And so when you look at the solution to type 2 diabetes, it can't be that simple to change your diet. For one, you're going to reduce grains. Why? Because grains are converted into energy or glucose very, very quickly. Avoid sugars, particularly processed sugars. Now, you're going to see you've got three things, protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Everything that you're going to eat just about is going to break down into those three categories. Alcohol is a different category. So you've got protein, fat, carbohydrates, and alcohols. This means the lettuce has protein in it. It also has fats and it has carbohydrates. Well, if you eat an excessive amounts of foods that convert directly into sugar or the carbohydrates, it can overwhelm your system. And this is why they call it glycemic index. So there's high glycemic index foods and low glycemic index foods. This means your body can take a long time to break down those nutrients and the glucose slowly leaches into the system. So your pancreas can handle it really, really well. However, there's some foods that you take in and it's a pure rush. It gets into the bloodstream taxing the pancreas. So really reducing grains, this means bread, pastas, cereals, um, and reducing excess sugars radically alters your diet. And then if you're taking raw food, raw organic healthy food, your body takes a while to process that raw food down. So it also decreases the amount of blood glucose going into the bloodstream or glucose going into the bloodstream. And then that decreases the work of the pancreas. Also, think of this. The whole thing with type 1 and type 2, you have excess energy in the blood. And glucose is the energy. It's the fuel that your body needs. So what's the best method to burn up energy? Exercise. It's literally, if you look at exercise as a drug and it's prescribed, got it. You've got a way to burn up the energy. 
So we have to look at the faulty blood sugar control level. So look at healthy oils, healthy fats, and you're going to see when we go into the causes of it that type 2 diabetes or type 1 diabetes and type 2 have to do with toxic food. So start on healthy oils. And you got to get lots of healthy fats and in, to, in order to balance out your blood sugar. And some people will re- recommend fresh flaxseed oil, fish oil, cod liver oil. Um, Dr. Gabriel Cousins does just straight organic plant-based foods. That's fantastic. You have to add healthy fats into the diet, such as coconut oil, olive oil, clean animal fats, such as ghee or grass-fed butter. <clears throat> but the major thing you've got to eliminate is the cheap junk oils. This is the canola, corn oil, soy, cottonseed oil. I mean, all of that stuff is toxic. And then, typically, people are mineral deficient. So you have to add a good broad-spectrum mineral supplement, like a plant-based organic mineral supplement. And then, start checking your blood sugar. This is one of the pet peeves I got with a lot of people with diabetes is that under our therapies, by getting your spine and nervous system adjusted, get you out of that stress state, to by altering your diet, okay, that's going to change. By altering your sleep patterns, that's going to radically alter your stress level, which again is going to affect your blood sugar. So if you are not taking your blood sugar on a regular basis, you may be taking the metformin, the glucophage, or the insulin at too high levels, levels that you don't need. So I know it's a pain. You've got to start checking your blood sugar. Then consume small fiber-rich meals throughout the day. So this way, you're not taxing the pancreas. You're taking in your energy, and you're able to utilize it as well. And also, look at walking after meals. This used to be common practice, but it's absolutely vital. And then avoid all Simple sugars, that means powdered sugar, brown sugar, natural sugar, and avoid alcohol because alcohol really negatively affects blood sugar. But you've got to eliminate all the cheap, toxic junk fats, toxic oils, processed foods. Now, i got to tell you how I was introduced <coughs> to chiropractic and um, diabetes. I'd encourage you to look up Silva Ashworth. Now, this is back in 1907. Get this story. This is kind of cool. It was told to me by her grandson, who was my philosophy instructor, Dr. Carl Cleveland II. Now, in 1907, Silva Ashworth, um, she was left to raise four of her kids, or her four kids, because she got divorced, she got remarried, you know, death in the family. So here she is, four kids on her own. She had heart trouble, she had diabetes, dropsy, cystic tumors. Her leg was black. They were going to amputate it. And um, Carl Cleveland II, who was my philosophy instructor, was telling me how he had to wrap her leg in gauze, and it smelled horrible. Now, the surgeon said, look, we're going to cut your leg off, but within three to four months, you're going to be dead anyway. She says, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die with my leg. So she tosses all the kids in a buggy. They take a two-day buggy ride over to the chiropractor. He starts adjusting her in the mid-thoracic area because those are the nerves that supply the pancreas. Within just a few days, her toes started to pink up, 
uh, within a month, um, she started to feel better. I mean, everything started to feel better, and she was so excited. She immediately mortgaged the 80-acre farm and went back to college, and she became one of the first doctors. She got her um, doctorate degree in 1910. And, and this is the age of 35 years old, mother of four kids, just recovered. She was a zealot, um, just brilliant. I'm also going to bring up the case of this one kid. I changed his name, one-and-a-half-year-old kid. Now, what's unusual, you're going to see vaccines have a huge influence in causing diabetes because it does. It attacks the pancreas and weakens the body's immune system. Well, this is a young boy who did not have diabetes from vaccines. And I, th I thought it was unusual, but sure enough, listen to this. Remember, we're talking physical, chemical, or emotional stress are going to cause the blood sugar to be elevated. Well, this kid had a vacuum extraction of birth. So what does that mean? A major, major trauma. So, so his immune system was weakened. Now, he developed, and in, in right now, you're talking at birth, no hepatitis B vaccine, None of the vaccines at all, but at eight months after his home was tented for mold, he developed type 1 diabetes. And that was interesting. Now, when he came in to see us, his grandma, uh, or um, yeah, I think it is his grandma, is a chiropractor in another state. They come in, his insulin usage has been reduced 75% in about 30 days. So that's ideal. But what are we doing? How do we change that? Well, you get the person out of the physical, chemical, or emotional state, and you change their diet, and it helps. Now, we've got a couple of journal articles that we're going to present, Journal of Pediatric and Maternal and Family Health, that talk about case studies, annual vertebral subluxation research. Again, case studies. And these are all talking about people that used to have diabetes and recovered completely, or they at least reduced their insulin usage. <clears throat> so what's the cause of type 1, type 2, and type 3 diabetes? We got four causes. Neurotoxins. And this is going to be poisons that damages the organ systems. And you'll find this in food, vaccines, pesticides, and herbicides. Now, we also, in the food toxins, you have to look at the chemicals, preservatives that they have in the genetically modified organisms that are sprayed with the glyphosates. Then we have physical, chemical, and emotional stress or traumas. And then most medications such as high blood pressure, cholesterol, a lot of these have it. But when did this craziness start? You know, were, was there always diabetes? Now, now, officially, the diabetes rates in 1900 were 0.0028%. So you're talking a very low percentage. By 1933, it zoomed up to 1,000%. Now, in 1922, the Nobel Prize was won <clears throat> because this group of doctors developed an injectable insulin. So you're talking from 1900 to 1933, uh, the rates went up 1,000%. Now, this could be because of the toxic food that was brought into the, the system, the toxic fats, and there's evidence that says that. But also, it was very difficult to diagnose this. What they used to do is just taste the urine, and if it tasted sweet, then they knew that they had a problem with the blood not being healthy. 
so when did this all happen? Well, when we look at food manufacturing, in 1901, Crisco started to develop an artificial shortening. And, you know, we still got the same Crisco products now because they were trying to develop a chemical that you could sell to the public that they could utilize for cooking to get them away from lard. Now, margin, margarine was introduced back then, too, and it was bitterly opposed in the dairy states. In the 1930s, margarine and Crisco um, and other refined hydrogenated products exploded on the food market because they were literally really, really dirt cheap. And then when World War II broke out, um, the butter and cheese and dairy products were sent to our boys overseas. And so a lot of people started to utilize the manufactured toxic or chemical fats that we use now. <clears throat> then, 1933, there was a very unusual turn of events. See, the people started to find out that they had similar symptoms to type 1 diabetes, but if you gave insulin to these people, they would die. But they had a similar disease, so they didn't know what really to call it. So they, um, it was called like an insulin-resistant diabetes, but mainly it was brought on by adults. So they called it adult onset. But the basic underlying disorder, it's, it's like a derangement of blood sugar control by badly engineered fats and oils. So, and and they, they knew they had to find a different way to treat it, okay, in the 30s. Now, in the 1950s come around, they were able to do serum insulin assay tests. And this was amazing because they could realize that the, the original type 1 diabetes was completely different from this new disease. Insulin was completely ineffective, and sometimes it killed the patient. But this has been a type of diabetes that had been unknown previously. <clears throat> now, there's reports of vaccines linked to abnormal blood glucose levels that go way back to 1949. In the 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, they noticed that live virus vaccines, such as measles, mumps, and rubella, also could be a contributing factor in chronic diseases. In the 1980s, they found that the rubella virus um, can infect the pancreas. And they found out also that the live rubella vaccination can persist in the body for years after a person's been vaccinated. And so you get the measles, mumps, and rubellas, which is a live virus vaccine. This, we know that the viruses can attack the pancreas. So that makes sense. Even the mumps virus can attack the pancreas. So we know that this has been going on for a while. So what is this? Is diabetes an autoimmune condition? Well, according to clinical pediatric and endocrinology, type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition. It's where the body attacks its own. Now, when we look at this, there's a number of different journal articles that say the influenza vaccine is also linked to diabetes. Uh, Out of the Journal of Autoimmunity, they're saying that not only lupus, um, certain autoimmune conditions, again, vaccines are linking this to diabetes or vaccines are linked to the autoimmune disorders. Uh, Then we have... um, uh, 
when we look at, and this is out of the Journal of Public Health and Epidemiology, the title of the article is Impact of Environmental Factors on Prevalence of Autistic Disorder After 1979. And sure enough, they found out that there's a number of different problems with changing the manufacturing of vaccines by adding human fetal cell lines. It started to cause more autistic problems. Uh, if you look at gut permeability, this is anything that damages the, the it, it's called leaky gut in most circles. It's called increased intestinal permeability. And this article out of the annals of the New York Science Academy or Academy of Sciences, <clears throat> and this is May 28, 2009, the title of the article is Tight Junctions, Intestinal Permeability, and Autoimmunity, Celiac Disease, and Type 1 Diabetes Paradigms. And they go on to state that even if environmental factors and genetic susceptibility are clearly involved, in the pathogenesis of autoimmunity. For most autoimmune disorders, there is little or no knowledge about the causative agent or genetic makeup of the underlying disease. There is growing evidence that increased intestinal permeability plays a pathogenic role in various autoimmune diseases. And we will show you what leaky guts look like and why they're there. Now, again, when you look at the Journal of Autoimmunity, um, they say, and this is 2002, vaccines can cause chronic diseases such as diabetes. Uh, when you look at, and again, this is only one environmental cause. If you go to the nationalinstituteofhealth.gov, there's a book called The Adverse Effects of Vaccines, Evidence and Causality. Now, what they go and they look at all of the data available, and they're only looking at the measles, mumps, and rubella. Remember the live virus vaccine? They're just trying to see if there is acceptable or evidence that favors or rejects a causative factor. So is it is a causal relationship where it actually causes it? Well, what they found was that the MMR can cause uh, transient arthralgia, which is joint pain in children and in women. It can cause anaphylaxis. It can cause febrile seizures. And it can also cause immune system deficiencies or measles inclusion antibodies and encephalitis, which is brain swelling. Now, they, they go on to state that it rejects a causal relationship of type 1 diabetes and autism. Now, it's interesting because it favors or rejects, but there is no study. They're just looking at the data. Now, this is the weird part. They go through and they look at a number of different conditions, and there's not enough information. Now, this, the people that are ignorant about vaccines, and they're saying everybody should get all of them all the time without any limit, the non-scientific people out there that are forcing the vaccines on the population, when they read this study, they say there is inadequate evidence to accept or reject a causative relationship. And this is multiple sclerosis in children and adults, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. Think of this, the measles, mumps, and rubella, not the 72 doses of 17 different vaccines, just this one vaccine. There isn't enough information to accept or reject the cause 
of a number of different diseases. And we're going to go over that as well later on um, tonight. We're going to have multiple journal articles. Um, but we we got to bring common sense in our healthcare system. If 95% of all people with diabetes type 2 or, or type 2 diabetics and it's increasing in rate, and it has to do with food toxicity, and by changing diet and exercise and stress levels, it can go away. Is that really um, a disease, or does an adaptive physiologic response? We know that vaccines can damage the pancreas, and that can lead to causative factors. Uh, but the the prevailing... Um, cultural authority, and this is the medical system, because if you hear medical doctor, you think, wow, educated guy, must be sharp, must be science-based. Well, let's look at the head of infectious disease, uh, public health of Japan. Now, this guy, uh, Hiroko Mori, 80-year-old expert on public health, now he made a statement in Japan Times about vaccination choice of two unknowns. He said, times have changed and children don't need to be vaccinated. Uh, That Japan has one of the lowest infectious disease rates from first-class sanitation and healthy levels of nutrition. Uh, Quote, medicine is supposed to be about healing, but babies who cannot speak are being given unnecessary shots because parents are scared. Children are losing their ability to heal naturally. And that's, um, end of quote, that's just mind-boggling. Now, also, too, um, medications can contribute to diabetes as well. New England Journal of Medicine, high blood pressure mitigations can cause it. Cholesterol-lowering drugs can increase uh, diabetes. Even the drugs they give to treat type 2 diabetes, uh, metformin and glucophage, according to the British Medical Journal, if you reduce blood glucose levels 9%, death increases 19%. That's right. If your blood glucose, if it works really good, you reduce blood glucose 14%, you have a 43% increase risk of death. <clears throat> so what is this? Now, I've got charts from 1990 to 2008. So you're talking about 18 years, and you're going to see a massive rise in obesity. And the key thing with obesity is fat becomes an endocrine-producing organ. I mean, just like the ovaries, pancreas, every, every other part of the body. And it, it damages, damages the way the body can adapt to the environment. Uh, even diet sodas, which people will dangerously drink or consume because they want to lose weight. However, diet sodas, according to the University of Texas, doubles your risk of obesity. High fructose corn syrup, which is in most packaged processed foods. Again, this is a poisonous addiction, and this damages your body. Remember, you're dumping energy into the blood. If that energy in the blood can't get into the cells, it can damage the tissue. Then we have glyphosates, which again is poisonous. And it's literally the body's ability or lack of ability to metabolize fats and oils. That toxic fats... Again, fat is a giant form of energy. In fact, glucose, if you cannot process it, it is stored in fat because that's a very um, efficient use. So what do you got to do? You've got to 
take care of your own health. Look at how your body is designed to thrive on the planet. Okay, you're going to start eating uh, a healthy, organic, plant-based lifestyle and diet. If you are taking uh, metformin or glucophage or, or insulin, start checking your blood sugar now. Because when you go through these lifestyle changes, and now all you're going to do, you're going to get your nervous system checked by a corrective chiropractor. You're going to start exercising a half hour a day. You're going to be on an organic plant-based, um, uh, as raw as possible, uh, vegetarian diet. Vegan diet would be better for the first 60 days. You're going to start to change your sleep patterns. You're going to be praying and meditating every day. So you fix the physical, chemical, emotional stress. You've got to start checking your blood sugar because your blood sugar is going to go down. Now, we're going to have webinars. We're going to have contests, everything, all this month on Extreme Health Academy. And so go to ExtremeHealthAcademy.com. That's our, our website, which is a blast. We've got a tremendous amount of articles on drjohnbergman.com. That's drjohnbergman.com. Check out the articles that we got and look at the historical perspective. Why is this disease radically increasing? And you're going to find the solution. But realize you should not be taking your medications like it's a vitamin. Your blood sugar goes up and down constantly throughout the day. So I want you understanding that you're making the lifestyle and um, chemical changes. That means your diet and nutrition is radically altered, and your blood sugar will alter. There is a solution. Even if you just reduce insulin usage by utilizing some of these therapies, your body's going to be healthier. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. Your body is designed to thrive on this environment. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. God bless you, and I love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 